Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, this is Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. 2019, we are in full, no, not bloom, swing. Thanks, Dan. (laughs) Welcome to the show today. I have a word for you guys today. Hopefully it'll encourage you. It sure encouraged me because it's directly from the word of God. We have had some incredible uh, guests on the show and man, 2019 is just going to be amazing. Best year yet in Jesus name. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, You know, a couple things, couple things. Um, We are listener supported. Hello, listener. I'm talking to you. Um, We love you guys so much. And I absolutely love hearing you. We're not just supported from you um, with money. We're also supported emotionally (laughs) and prayerfully from you as well. So all of you guys out there that have been listening to the show, some of you guys um, send us messages and emails and stuff and tell my team, I listen every single day. And to you, God bless you. That is a commitment. So God bless you. We love you so much. And, um, you know, y'all are why we do what we do. So um, thank you. Thank you for just supporting us for telling your friends by the way tell your friends um if you haven't already uh because you know we'd love for them to listen along as well um also we are listener supported and i would just you know we we totally when we started this show almost three years ago guys i cannot even believe it um it was faith it was like okay god you want us to do this Okay, make a way. Hello, giant Red Sea. And um, God has absolutely sort of paved the way through the through the Red Sea for us um, financially. However, you know, it takes money to get this thing going and to keep this thing to keep this thing going. And I know you guys enjoy the guests that we have on the the messages and stuff like that. But I would encourage you, listen, um, we would love your support. We'll put it to good use um, of spreading the gospel to whoever listens to the show. And of course, that bold truth and that raw faith. Um, Thank you in advance um, for coming along this journey with us. I have a word for you guys today. One that is, I, 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 I love, okay. This is probably the last Christmas E sort of message that I will share with you. But sometimes I think we skip too soon past um, the birth of Jesus. I, I, sometimes I think we skip a little bit too soon past it. You know, we do celebrate it, um, of course, on Christmas. But most of the things that happen um, in the Christmas story, such as the shepherds and the wise men, I know I talked about this last week a little bit, happen after Jesus was born. Um, and I, so I want to kind of talk about that a little bit today. Um, what is God asking you to carry. Okay. That's my question to you with this thought attached to it, whatever it is that God wants you to do, 
whatever it is that God wants you to carry, whatever he wants you to, in quotation, I'm in like, I'm air quotes in the studio, birth for him, Satan will want to stop it. Okay. Um, he is going to come after you. He's going to want to stop it. And I'm not trying to scare you um, because, you know, uh, there's no reason to be scared. We are more than a conqueror. Okay. We have the spirit of the living God alive uh, inside us. However, Satan doesn't want you to carry, to bring forth, to birth what God wants to do through you. So he will try to stop it. And he will stop, guys, at absolutely no lengths to stop you. His entire job is to stop you, uh, to stop your hope, to stop your trust, to stop your um, reading the Bible, to stop your prayer time. His whole job, that is his whole, he is on mission to stop you, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And uh, when we look at the Christmas story, as I look every year, um, I, I always just study it and say, Lord, give me give me a new insight out of this. OK. And as I was looking, um, I, I, I really zero in on Mary this year. And, um, you know, when the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, he deposited something in her. Which was, of course, Jesus. Mary is not the only one that the Holy Spirit has deposited something in. You know, uh, sometimes we, we, we can kind of um, separate ourselves from the miracle that took place in Mary. And we look at her and we say, wow, you know, blessed is she among women. And she is absolutely blessed among women, no doubt about it. However... That same spirit of God that came upon Mary's body and deposited something um, that changed the world, that saved the world in Jesus in her body, that same spirit has something for you to carry as well. That same spirit is in you and is in me if we are a believer by faith. We have the spirit of God living inside of us. I think sometimes, uh, uh, just like I said earlier, we, we detach mentally from that. But I can tell you right now, I know that, um, you know, once you became a believer, there was immediately mission for you to accomplish. And God wants to accomplish something inside of you. Now, Mary carried Jesus. That was one of her roles. That's um, and 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 she did it uh, amazingly, beautifully. You can find on this story, uh, you know, all throughout the Gospels. Luke one and two is typically where I go. Um, but what is yours? What is God asking you to carry? And know this: when God asks you to carry something for Him, no matter what it is, um, Satan will be against it. 
Okay. Um, it's interesting. I feel like we have like this gestational period with some things that God asks us to carry. Like, you know, he'll, he'll deposit in us an idea. Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's a vision. Maybe it's a dream. You know, I want to be a pastor of a church. I want to start a ministry. I want to start a nonprofit. Um, I want to um, get my doctorate. I want, you know, whatever it is that the spirit of God has um, asked ask of you, there will be a gestational period with it. I remember when God asked me um, to start my ministry back in 2003, um, he had deposited in me the desire to start that years earlier. And there was this sort of gestational period that all I did was carry it. Um, the, the ministry hadn't given birth, but all I did was carry it. So here I was carrying my, uh, the, the thought of starting a ministry for the Lord, the start of even speaking out publicly for the Lord. I would pray through, okay, God, you, you've asked me to do this. Your spirit has deposited something in me. Um, you know, how? Who's going to help me? Lord, you're going to have to um, just look in advance. Whenever I launch that ministry, you're going to have to show me who needs to come on this journey with us. Lord, how are we going to pay for this? So during that gestational period, I was actively um, pursuing God through prayer, praying in advance for what I was going to give birth to. I think it's called actively waiting. I think a lot of us, you know, God has deposited an idea, deposited a dream. You know, we hear about dreams all the time in, in our world and stuff like that today. But we just kind of sit deadly and wait for God to do something. When really, you during that gestational period of carrying whatever it is that God wants you to carry, you need to actively wait for it. Pray for it. Okay, God, when I give birth to this thing, what's it going to look like? When I give birth to this thing, God, you're going to have to um, protect it, protect it from evil. You're going to have to protect my mind from wanting to quit because although it's exciting right now and the thought and the dreams and the whatever, 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 you get one year into giving birth to that thing and you want to quit. And most people do. Most people do. So God has probably asked you um, to carry something, um, but Satan will try to stop it just like he tried to stop Jesus. This this comes into play with this. The couple that God has told you need to get married. You need to get married. And you guys both know it and you know it. Um, and you set the date. You go before the the preacher you get married, and then all of a sudden, you find that this thing that God has asked you to do that you're so confident that God has asked you to do, um, uh, six months in, you're looking at your mate and you're thinking, what in the heck did I just do? Whatever, you, you have now birthed a marriage and 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 Satan has come in and he has brought he he let he let you birth it. OK, he let you birth it because he didn't stop that. But he comes in to try to discourage what you have birthed that God wanted you to birth. This actually also happens with actual children. OK, um, I want this baby. I've waited a long time. Maybe you were infertile. Maybe you couldn't do it. And you you you've given birth to this child and then they become a three nager. 
okay? And they look at you and you're in in and out and they take their fries and they throw them across the room and they've done that every day for the past six months and you look at it and you say, you know what? Um, I, 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 I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm a good mother. I don't, what am I doing wrong? And all of a sudden, Satan tries to destroy in you this, um, this honor of motherhood that you started when you gave birth to that child. Whatever God wants you to carry, once it is conceived, guarantee it. Satan will try to massacre it. And this is just kind of, I guess, um, war- not a warning, but a pep talk as a coach today. Don't let those small things destroy that thing that you have birthed, um, that the Lord has birthed in you uh, via the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to read this passage of scripture for you today. It is, um, you know, it's our scripture of the day. Uh, Matthew 2, 11 says this. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground. This is talking about the uh, the wise men and worshiped. Jesus. Then opening their treasure, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Verse 13, Matthew 2, 13. Now, when they had gone, behold, An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother while it was still night and left for Egypt. And he remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what God had spoken by the Lord through the prophet out of Egypt, I had called my son. I think this one portion of scripture is overlooked a little bit too much. Here we have the wise men that came after Jesus's birth um, that followed the star, of course, the star of David to find Jesus. And of course, they they found Jesus and it gave him gold, frankincense and myrrh. Um, they had uh, had a conversation with Herod and Herod had told them, listen, I want you to tell me. When you find this child, I want you to tell me about this child. And so Herod could come and worship him. And I think it's so interesting that here the wise men go, they, they worship uh, the, the baby Jesus and they give him the gold frankincense and myrrh. And they are warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod. And they left and they listened. And they went about another way. Now, listen, let me try to bring this um, uh, just in perspective for you. Herod was going to kill Jesus immediately. Immediately. And the Magi had enough wisdom to know that Herod was uh, uh, through the angel, that Herod was wanted harm towards Jesus. And they listened to what the angel said. Said 
and they went home another way. Whatever Satan, uh, whatever the Holy Spirit conceives and births through you, there will be a Herod waiting to kill that thing dead. You know, I, I hate to be so graphic on the show, but I feel like we are oblivious to this in our Christian culture. We talk about dreams all the time. And you know, it was interesting. I think 10 years ago, no one was talking about dreams. Okay. And now all of a sudden people have got dreams. They've got purpose. They've got all this kind of stuff. And the dialogue has shifted in our community, but we need to understand that when you have start stepping in your dream, when you start following what God is asking you to do, do not be surprised when you are face to face with a Herod that wants to cut that dream off. Satan wants to kill what God gives birth to. I've seen it so many times in my own life, even in my, my, my marriage with my husband, um, uh, Eddie, we have been married almost 15 years and, you know, we got married and it was awesome and it was wonderful and, and it's still wonderful. But uh, several years in, all of a sudden, oh my goodness, all these issues started creeping up in our marriage and we started not being able to see eye to eye with things that we should be able to see eye to eye to. And I knew that Satan was trying to kill something, to kill our marriage that God, I knew that God wanted, um, wanted, uh, wanted us to give birth to. I knew it. I knew that we were wrestling against Satan supernaturally in our marriage. We went to Christian counseling and, you know, um, stayed until we didn't need it any longer. We didn't go just once. We went several times until we were like, okay, I think we have the tools we need to go forward in in a healthy way. And we decided to go, um, you know, of course forward. And now our marriage, thanks to that counseling and the word of God and the spirit of God and forgiveness and grace is better than it ever has been. But let me tell you, Satan will come against it. Some of you right now, I feel like even after telling that story, some of you guys right now, you're looking at your husband or you're looking at your wife and you're thinking, what in the world did I do? It would be so much easier to file that paperwork. It would be so much easier just to step out of this relationship. It would be so much easier to, um, to light up a, the, the flame with my old high school girlfriend or boyfriend. It would be so much easier. Let me tell you something. The reason that you are tempted to jump out is because God birthed that thing. He wants you to press in, press through and recognize that this is a Herod trying to kill something that God has birthed through you. He was waiting. He was there. And the wise men were wise enough to go a different way. This is the great thing about God. When those Herods appear in our life, we must lean in. We, we don't check out. We don't quit. We need to lean in to the counsel of the word of God and the spirit of God. The wise men could have said to, uh, to the, uh, the angel that warned them, you know, we're not going to listen. We're not going to listen. 
We're going to go back to Herod. We're going to tell him. That will give us favor with Herod. They could have they could have listened um, to maybe the temptation to go back to Herod, but they didn't. They listened to the voice of God, even though it didn't really make sense at the time. They listened and they went back another way. Also, God appeared to Joseph, which I think this is so incredibly important. Now, when they had gone, verse 13, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. And remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child and uh, destroy him. Uh, Joseph also didn't have to listen. He could have checked out and said, oh, you know what? We're comfortable here. We're here. We're just going to stay here. Whatever. It's a lot to take um, my infant across, uh, you know, the country and, and go to Egypt. That would be a lot. We'd have to find accommodations, you know, whatever, whatever. He didn't. He listened. And that protected the thing that the Holy Spirit birthed through Mary, which was Jesus. It protected him. Listening to the Spirit of God is the number one resource, that gift that God has ever given us. It is the antidote for wanting to quit. It is the antidote to these Herods that we face on a regular basis when it comes to things that God has birthed. It is uh, the antidote to the things that we... Um, uh, face when Satan comes against us. But those of us that don't listen, listen maybe to our feelings, listen to ourselves, listen to the internal talk track that we have created because it what it's what makes sense to us. Those of us that don't listen, we miss protection that the Spirit of God provides to protect that thing that God has done in and through you. There's been so many times in ministry, marriage, parenting, where this has happened. I've seen it. I've seen it not not just in my life. I've seen it in the lives of my staff um, on a regular basis. Where God has done something amazing, something incredible, He's done a miracle, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, three three months after this miracle has happened, you know, they're they're questioning their faith. I've seen it in you guys because you guys send us messages all the time. Listen, at one time I was on fire for the Lord and I was doing this and God wanted me to do this, and then and I did it, and then all of a sudden everything came against me. That everything that came against you is your Herod because God birthed and um, conceived something inside of you. We, we have to stop being surprised when we face something that um, is incredibly difficult when we are walking in line with the Lord. Your job is not, like I said earlier, to quit. It's to lean in and listen. And that's where we miss it. We quit. Rather than leaning in, listening, and getting a word from the Spirit of God that is the great shepherd that leads us out of trouble. Why did Herod try to kill Jesus? Why? I mean, you think it's obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway. Satan used Herod to try to stop the greatest story ever told. Satan knew this baby 
would bring redemption, hope, salvation. And if Satan could stop Jesus, he could stop God's plan for salvation, which is exactly why I'm sitting here today. I want to go back to you. What has God asked you to carry that all of a sudden is incredibly debilitating? It's so difficult. You don't know how you're going to get to the next day. Herod is breathing hard down your neck. My, my challenge to you today is I, I get it hard. I, I know hard. I've been through hard. I, I, I know hard. Okay. God doesn't promise us this easy, buttery, rainbow, cupcake, sprinkle-laced life. Read the story of Paul in the Bible. But he does promise to be with us, to walk us through, and to fight against these Herods for us. What is it that God's asked you to carry that you know Satan is trying to destroy Satan wanted to stop Jesus because of salvation. But if Satan can stop you by getting a divorce or throwing in the towel or stopping your ministry or quitting being a pastor, he's also going to stop the fruit that you persevering would create. What does he ask you to carry? A Herod will be a part of it. But the power of God is greater than any Herod ever could be. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening today. I'll be back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.